Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. On today's program, we present the second part of a new interview with William White Williams, chairman of the National Alliance. Listen. I want to talk about this uh, so-called armed insurrection on January 6th. Okay, tell us what you think of that. Well, um, for one thing, it wasn't armed. Nobody had any arms. I think uh, two guys had knives, uh, but it wasn't a, wasn't an insurrection either. It was a protest against the theft of the presidential election. Yes, it was a completely disorganized protest. Too, oh, yeah, and there were Antifa infiltrators, and I don't know what will come out of it, but uh, it, it's been so skewed in mainstream news that people think it was Donald Trump organized it and it was all white supremacists and, and all this uh, nonsense. But uh, on the, that was on the 6th. I told our people to stay away. I, it was To me, it looked like another Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. It was a setup. And yeah, how'd that turn out? They tried to tie us into that. And right after that is when they started deplatforming all these right-wing, uh, conservative, racist groups and and banning our books and uh, and including us. They lumped us in with all, everybody. And uh, anyway, I guess it's almost four years later, this so-called insurrection. Uh, that was on the 6th, and on the 8th, there, was, there were articles... And the New York Times, the L.A. Times, the Baltimore Sun, all the big papers, it was out on the wire that uh, it was inspired by the Turner Diaries. What a joke. Yeah, the novel, 45-year-old novel that Dr. Pierce (laughs) wrote that inspired the armed insurrection, that was on the 8th. All those articles came out. And on the 10th, Amazon banned the Turner Diaries. So we were kind of expecting it. They'd already banned all of our other books, but they were profiting from the sale of the Turner Diaries because we sold a lot of them. And mm-hmm. uh, so now we don't uh, sell hardly any of our books through these main booksellers, uh, Amazon, eBay, uh, Barnes & Noble, all these uh, where people go on the Internet, they type in the Turner Diaries, and it's not there. This popular book that inspired the insurrection is not there. It's, yes. uh, these uh, Jews are unbelievable. The power they have, big tech and, and uh, mainstream media, and the, the control they have over the politicians. I was looking, well, I'm, I'm getting a little off the subject, but I put a post up on our little forum, White Biocentrism, this morning about uh, Tom Vilsack, who was the governor of Iowa back uh, during the, I guess, the Bush presidency. Uh And then uh, when Obama became president, he named him his uh, secretary of agriculture for eight years. And now 
Biden has named him agricultural secretary. But Dr. Pierce did a show back then about Tom Vilsack. Uh, Iowa was just too white. It was uh, 97% white, so it was too white. And Vilsack, as governor, uh, sent out uh, people to to black neighborhoods in uh, Mexican barrios and to Africa and uh, Ethiopia to bring whites to Iowa to make it more multicultural. And I was just wondering when he... When Vilsack was went for confirmation before the the Senate uh, committee, what is it? The Judicial Committee, I guess, uh, or whoever it is confirms uh, the cabinet members. Uh, did any of them? Did any of these uh, senators bring up what he had done to the state of Iowa? The the name of the show that Dr. Pierce did is Murdering Iowa. Yes, I remember that. Oh God. Well, uh what what spineless sorry excuses for white men these senators are that they didn't uh nail him for what he did. But he is a popular member of the the president's cabinet for the second time. And uh, anyway, that's a little off topic, but... uh, Well, uh, to bring it back to the topic, I mean, basically, you can't be a senator uh, unless you hate white people. Uh, And, you know, the media would, the Jewish media would destroy you if you didn't hate white people and act against white interests. And the same is true of the of the censorship that we're getting. Our books are being censored by Amazon and other venues uh, because anybody, any book, any media figure, uh, any writer who doesn't endorse the, basically endorse the end of the white race and think that's fine is going to be censored. That that opinion, the opinion that our race should continue to exist is forbidden. And so that's... Well, That's why they get rid of our books. Uh, they're white people with white wives and white children, and uh, they were raised white. But And when they first ran for county commissioner or the school board, they didn't think like that. But if they advanced up the ladder, the political ladder, uh, they're screened where it, a politician has to try to please everybody. He can't, uh, a white one can't please his white constituency, he has to uh, he has to toe the politically correct line, or he will be destroyed. They'll, the The Jews will fund his opponent, or uh, bring out that he pulled Peggy's pigtails in the fourth grade, or something that's uh, <laughs> they're just going to uh, make him out to be worthless. And uh, so he goes along, and uh, he says, "Oh yeah." Mr. Vilsack, you're a great guy. What you've done for your state and uh, for this country, so you've got my vote. But mm. he murdered Iowa. Indeed. Anyway, bringing non-whites. Yeah. So I want to talk about our two ongoing lawsuits, the McCorkle Estate, which uh, 
Dr. McCorkle was on staff in West Virginia. He died, and he left a, a, a considerable estate only to the National Alliance. It yes. was over a quarter of a million dollars, and that was in 2004. And uh, here it is, 2021, 17 years later, and uh, the the SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center, intervened in that case, and because he was Canadian, uh, oh, man, they got the, the Canadian Jewish Congress involved and the uh, corrupt Canadian courts involved, and they uh, invalidated the uh, man's last wishes to to give his estate to whoever he wanted. And uh, they uh, SPLC found his sister, who they were estranged, nine years after he, he died, 2013, and... Mm-hmm. She didn't even know he had died, and and they used her as the prop to challenge the will, and uh, most of the estate's been eat up by those lawyers, but we're still alive. We still may get uh, $50,000 or so that we invested in uh, uh, appraising his artifacts and storing them and burying him and... Uh, you know all that. It's uh, over all those years. So we've got a lawyer in um, in the United States and one in Canada, and uh, <clears throat> Fred's the uh, executor of the National Alliance State. He's still involved, and uh, so we're finally going to bring that to a close, and we'll have a little bit of working capital. And uh, the other case is the McLaughlin case, who. John McLaughlin, an old friend, uh, I put him on the board of the National Alliance when I became chairman because I trusted him. And he got corrupted by the same woman who uh, attacked me criminally and was involved in those uh, judicial coup attempts. Yes. uh, But unlike her, who was judgment-proof, she got him to sue us, and he had a $4 million estate, which is really unfortunate for the guy. Uh, he regretted it later when he realized what he'd gotten into, and his lawyer jumped ship on him, withdrew, and he was left to defend our $850,000 countersuit, and he asked for an extension and he was granted a 21-day extension, but uh, four days later he was dead from a massive uh-huh. heart attack. So mm-hmm. poor John, uh, that case uh, is still ongoing. His brothers were the co-administrators, co-executors, and they're also the sole heirs, which is a, yes. quite a conflict. But uh, we're going to court again in Virginia next month, and my lawyers are loaded for bear. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. So there's another possibility of some uh, uh, a settlement. If they want to go to court, fine. They might uh, uh, throw the dice and end up paying more than uh, we're suing them for. Because yes. uh, <laughs> what what McLaughlin did was so egregious. Uh, 
working. Well, I think he was a. Uh, I think he was impaired toward the end. Yeah. And he got yeah. inveigled uh, by this uh, these coup plotters who were trying to basically seize the National Alliance and turn it over to a receiver. Yeah. And destroy it. And uh, but he did it, and he he is responsible for his actions. And uh, you were talking about you know these coup plots that is detailed. Uh, in your book, Pocahontas Show Trial, if people want to understand what's what's going on. Right. His was a, a breach of fiduciary duty, to put it in mm-hmm. legal terms, when he was a, a board member working for the enemy against the alliance. Well, it was so clear-cut with all the evidence we've got. And, uh, and I was just reading just today the, what we're going to prepared for our next hearing and uh oh man yeah we got we got such a good record of it all that uh anyway i hope the virginia court will uh not politicize it and just go with the facts and, yes uh, so there that's uh thank goodness that's all we've got going on the legal front after all these other things but uh well, you say we the National Alliance could gain a little bit of capital if it could uh, win these suits, and you also mentioned that we need some capital for acquiring a piece of property. Uh, can you explain to the listeners what that property is and why well, we I don't want, want to acquire get it? Into too much detail, but uh, we we purchased fifty acres for the Alliance in two thousand eighteen, and uh, it's. Free and clear, uh, we sold some of the West Virginia property that we didn't need that was on the side of a mountain and had been timbered to a, to a neighbor. And uh, we did a what's called a 1031 tax transfer where we deferred capital gains and uh, spent the proceeds to buy this acreage here, and it is beautiful. And... Uh, we we could improve it a little bit with in adjacent properties, but I'm going to have to buy it myself with my own funds. Or we need help. We need uh, people to to put us in their wheels. Uh, to, uh, to I mean, good lord, our our enemies are are just so well funded, and our people are rich, but they're so greedy and uh afraid i don't know what it is but uh, they ought to be supporting us uh so we can keep building at a little faster rate uh we we've got uh we've got the road put up to the site we've got all the both sites cleared for the warehouse and the and th- this is for the William Pierce Memorial Library, is oh, that right? Yeah. Well, uh, we've got close to thirty thousand books that uh, Dr. Pierce, his research library, and then other libraries that I bought one that was a little bigger than his, and then other people have donated their libraries, and we're going to have a world-class research library. It's not a public library; it's not open to the public, but it will be. Uh, for our writers and researchers, and I'm getting the utilities run up there now. Mm-hmm. Winter was kind of tough 
here this year, but we've got the power and the water, and I'm working on getting the cable put in for the computers. We ordered our warehouse building back in October, and it arrived last week, and uh, and uh, we're going to pour the slab for it with our own help and uh, erect it. And we're right now, this week, we're milling our own lumber to build the wow. warehouse. Uh, we cut uh, maybe 50 logs off our property last fall, and uh, now we brought in a portable bandsaw mill and myself and uh, two Alliance members and a, a couple of locals are stacking lumber. And so you sent me a note earlier today, and uh, you said that this warehouse for which is the first building in the library complex is yeah. going to be thirty six by fifty six, two stories, and that's what you're working on right now. Yes, uh, that's the first building. It's paid for, and uh, so now we got to build it. The weather is a lot better, and uh, I also. You know, I used to design and build homes and develop subdivisions in my previous mm-hmm. life. So I purchased a drawing board and some architectural vellum paper and some uh, <clears throat> drafting tools, and I'm set up now designing the library. Uh, the It's already staked out on its site. And uh, it's going to be 40 by 62 stories with uh, sun space on the south-facing elevation and a really nice entrance. And it's all kind of in my head right now, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll put it on paper. And uh, then I'll go ahead and get the septic tank for it for uh, from the health department. And we can do some stuff before we actually have to get to the point of building the building, just do a lot of pre-work, get these utilities in and the warehouse. And, uh, yeah, we, we've uh, got some volunteers, members who want to come here and help build it. Just got one today from a member in, in uh, Canada who has construction experience, and he wants to come help. So, yeah, if we can build it ourselves... That's kind of how Dr. Pierce built the campus up there in West Virginia. He didn't have to use local contractors very often. I dug some of those trenches myself out there in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so did I. But uh, <laughs> we had Fred Street back then, too, which was uh, a gift. Uh, yeah. He was a jack-of-all-trades and master of most of them. And, uh, well, so we, we not only have the warehouse going in, you're starting to design the library itself. We have a large acreage to put this in, and you're wanting to acquire a little more property to join all of this together and make it into more of a real community. Well, You've got yeah, members living well, out there. Even. If, if people just locate to the area, there's lots of really nice properties uh People are fleeing the cities, and they're coming to places like here, Johnson County, and uh, in East Tennessee. 
Yeah, it's uh, really beautiful. It's up in the mountains, the oldest mountain range in the world, and uh, it's uh, the Appalachian Trail goes right by here, and uh, it's where Virginia, North Carolina, and Tennessee converge up in that corner of Tennessee. It and, is beautiful. Uh, well, a real white community is taking taking form around the National Alliance. We've got your original structures that you set up uh, uh, years ago, now the library warehouse, soon the library building. We've got people coming to the area. Uh, this is the genesis of something that no pro-white group has done anything like this in many years. Well, it's, it's real-world uh, infrastructure building. It's not just podcasts and articles and comments and uh, bloviating. It's, uh, we work our butts off. Uh, and, and this milling of our own lumber, I, I built my house here by milling my own lumber. And uh, so I... I was always a builder. I enjoy uh, building structures, but building the lots isn't that much different. If you've got a good foundation, <laughs> like Dr. Pierce gave us, and uh, his legacy. Be sure and tune in next week for part three, the concluding part of Will Williams, Building a White Future, right here on American Dissident Voices.